Welcome to the Life is Relationships podcast, where we share biblical truths about marriage, parenting, and discipleship. The desire of the end of last resort is to see the hearts of individuals and families restored in their relationship to the Father, and for them to be empowered to have thriving, godly relationships that impact the communities around them. Hey guys, we're on today with uh, AJ and Amy Selby, uh, myself and Alicia, and we're talking about the need for premarital counseling. Why is it so valuable? Uh, and and it, why is it more valuable than the wedding day? Uh, AJ and Amy, welcome aboard. Hey, yeah. thanks for having us. We like being back. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back. Feels like you never left. It is <laughs> so always nice. it's always a pleasure to get to come up here. So yeah. we're we're very excited. Good to have y'all. Uh, so, so tell us something. What are some of the things you're doing with premarital counseling? Why are you so passionate about it in your lives? Yeah, I guess for for me, because I had uh, I actually had a a previous marriage. I was married once before before I married Amy, and we'll actually be uh, a little teaser here. We'll be talking about that on a on another episode. So, and actually, <laughs> can we pause real quick because. And well, uh-huh. Seth, go ahead and turn off that fireplace. For those of you that can hear it, it's, yeah, you already, I think you hit the button already, so it'll be fine. Uh, for those listening, there's a, we have a gas fireplace in here that we had on for ambiance, and now it, it's blowing <laughs> super obnoxiously, so <laughs> it should now kick like off white soon. Noise. It should hey, kick off soon. Some people like white noise as ambiance. <laughs> this is, I guess, That's true. true. Anyways, actually, throw, throw me that remote. Let's make sure that throw me the, we'll just triple check it. This this whole podcast this, is just to be about how do we turn off the gas? Hey guys, gas yeah, fireplaces are important here. It'll, it'll be done. It'll take a second. Tips to kick and tricks off. for That's everyday fine. life. Anyways, all right. So, in spite of the fireplace, we're gonna continue. It's fine. This is the fireplace. So, episode. I um, teaser for everybody out there. We'll actually have a, another episode in the future talking just kind of a, a, a little bit about. You know, me and Amy's story in navigating uh, our marriage as we got married and me navigating life after a divorce. But part of why I'm so passionate about premarital counseling is because I did have a previous marriage that wasn't good um, uh, for multiple fronts, multiple reasons. And because of our time here at the inn and just how much, uh, how important it is for marriages to be strong and the husband and wife to be together on all fronts from their marriage, parenting, finances, how they're doing life, the work that they do. And so that is why I and we are are passionate about premarital counseling and the impact that it can have on that. So That's good, man. Yeah. Amy, what about you? Yeah. um, I think we found it really beneficial for us, obviously, but... One thing one of my sisters told me um, when AJ and I were getting ready to get married that has just stuck with me um, and that I've told other people because I found it to be so important. She said that she has so many friends who spent so much energy and time and money on their wedding day and didn't put in the effort before the marriage like to put in into the marriage, like put in as much into their marriage as they did into their wedding. Invested into the wedding mm-hmm. for one day versus investing right. into the rest of their life. The rest of their <laughs> yeah. lives and, and preparation. Wow. And she and her husband did the opposite. I mean, they had a tiny budget anyway, but she was like, 
we knew it was going to be important to really put forth, like invest in our marriage before we got married and get that counseling. And also like after we got married um, to continue that and to be really intentional with conversations and like make our marriage important and not just the one day. And so many, she was like, it's really sad because so many of my friends have been divorced and have been like multiple marriages later. And, you know, just seeing people not put in ahead of time or even during their marriage and just think it's going to work itself out. But no, you have to be intentional. You have to have people ask you hard questions. You have to have people in your life who are going to say, hey, did you think about this? Like, if this happens, how are you going to navigate it? You know, what are your thoughts on these things? And have you talked about these kinds of, you know, having people help you think about things you didn't think about before. Um, Anyway, so she just said that was like, huge and she she told me one time also that like people would ask her like well how was your first year of marriage and she was like actually it was really great Mm -hmm. and uh she was like because we put in the work and she was like other people were like oh really the first year was so hard it was so rough and like Mm -hmm. yeah there are challenges in the first year of marriage obviously but she was like because we put in the work and we were intentional it was really good a really good first year Mm -hmm. so her example and the, her teaching me before I got married and imparting that to me, I was like, oh, this is really important. Okay. Um, so that really stuck mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. So with that, and, and thank you, those are, that's great. Uh, that was great in prefacing where we're going, but in your own story, so coming from where you did, AJ, and y'all coming together, how did the premarital counseling look for you all? And how did it help? Yeah, for us, um, for us here, because we were on on staff at the time, our our entire dating and engaged in our first, you know, eight nine months of marriage were all here on on staff, and so we did um, we did premarital counseling with Larry and Susan, and they asked us some really great questions, mm-hmm. and they they set us up, and I mean, I. To a degree, I would say we almost cheated the system of premarital counseling because Amy ran <laughs> all of the, the slides and video yeah. <laughs> for Train to Rain for the entirety of the seven years she was here no, on staff. No, not the entirety. <laughs> okay. Just for and several she years. Kitchen. Okay. And she ran many, Yeah. But many, many years, okay. a majority of her time here, she yeah. ran the slides. And then you have to pay attention, otherwise you don't have <laughs> right. to slide on yeah. time. So. And then Zach <laughs> is that man right now, and he's getting a lot. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, three times a year, you, you really get yeah. <laughs> imparted. I think it. we counted it up, and I think yeah. she ran, helped run Train to Rain like twenty-one times or something like that. Like yeah. my, it, it might that might not be completely it, but it was a something. lot. Yeah. And so she did that. I did video. For Train to Rain. So the two years that I was here, I was in every single session for that. And then we would both have individual conversations with Larry and Susan just about life and marriage and what I was walking through after my divorce when I first came here. Yeah. Um, and you came right after that? Uh, I had been – I my divorce had been finalized a little over a year prior. Okay. And so I was about a year out from that. And then, and I was walking through, you know, just, just my own stuff in terms of life post that I was actually, you know, in, in full transparency, 
um, getting back into a relationship with the Lord at that time. And so like I had made the decision, I was like, okay, I really can't just do this whole life thing on my own anymore. And I'm, I'm dedicating my life back to the Lord. And that's why, uh, that was part of why I came back here. That's good. And so to a degree, somewhat cheated the system because of all those train drains. All of the train drains. <laughs> we had very helpful. intentional meetings and sessions with Larry and Susan. Um, and then we actually we took it upon ourselves to to have further conversations that we knew needed to be had outside of the conversations with Larry and Susan and and seek additional counsel. <laughs> oh it was a burp that jumped out. I didn't even have time to move the mic. <laughs> Sorry, for, for, <laughs> I had to grill you. I know. For those listening, we just uh, there was a part that I edited out that was talking about mic etiquette with everyone here in the room, and then I went and burped like right next to my and Seth gave and me go, a hard time. I thought you were clearing your throat. I was like, yes, <laughs> hey, hey. Anyways, all right. Back you to also. back back to the back to the stuff. So sorry. sorry. We um no, sorry. So we we had taken it upon ourselves to uh, to have conversations about things that we knew that we needed to talk about before we got married because I had been married before. I had also lived a very promiscuous life. So I had a very different life experience regarding sexual intimacy than Amy had, who she had never even dated anybody. Uh, you were my first kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and so we had very different experiences. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And but I mean, guys, this is real yeah. talk. Like yeah. these are things that people need to talk about. Yeah. And so one of the things, because we knew that sexual intimacy was an area that we knew that we needed to be really intentional in how we how we talked about it mm-hmm. and how uh, you know, with Amy was a virgin and I was not, and how do we navigate this? There was a series, and Amy may remember specifically what the series was. I don't remember off the top of my head. But there was a, a series that would, had a um, – it was a Christian couple that talked about how you can – How to have go, those conversations. Yeah, how to have those conversations. Wow. And it was a video series that we watched together after we were engaged, not before we got – Right. Not before <laughs> mm-hmm. we got engaged. I think that's important. This was not yeah. something that we talked about prior to engagement. Yeah. I just want to call that out. Yeah. That – Oftentimes, people want to jump into laying it all bare when it's like there are levels to the intimacy for you to have as a couple in different phases of your relationship. That's That's so good. But after we got engaged, we watched this video series that Amy had found, um, and it allowed us to have conversations that led up to a, a very sweet and special wedding night for us. And so, but I don't think that that would have been necessarily the case if we hadn't been super intentional about who we were allowing to pour into us and the conversations mm-hmm. we were having with them and on our own as we were navigating that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I mean, just to touch on what, what Amy had said earlier, it's like people will go drop ridiculous amounts of money on their wedding. And yet, spend two sessions, if that, on mm-hmm. the foundation of their entire future, mm-hmm. and and that boggles my mind. I mean, I've mm-hmm. been there. Mm-hmm. I did that. I think my first marriage, I had three sessions that were like thirty minutes each, mm-hmm. and at that time, I wasn't even it. 
Mm-hmm. Full transparency. At that time, we were sleeping together before we'd even gotten married. And so it was like we were we were going through the motions. Right. We were right. going through the motions to say we had mm-hmm. taken the steps. Mm-hmm. Tick the boxes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so AJ, you mentioned the, the amount of time. It was three sessions of 30 minutes. What does a good foundation, because we're talking about, you know, what, how to invest in premarital counseling, how much time is good then? What is, what is a proper amount where you feel, or is that case specific for a couple? For Amy and I, when we are working with a couple for premarital counseling, we have a minimum of six sessions that are roughly an hour and a half to two hours long each. And there's homework for every single one of them. Yeah, definitely. And it's dependent, and I think to a degree, it is somewhat dependent on the couple. Mm-hmm. I think even if it's a couple that is really strong in their faith and really in a really good place with their mental health and just their relationships and their understanding of where they are in their relationship with each other, their relationship with the Lord, I still think, you know, I think that should be the bare minimum because if you're working with somebody you're able to dive into areas where we're hitting things on, you know, what does your relationship with the Lord look like? What is, you know, where are you at? And there are like different little quizzes and tests that we'll give people to see where it's like, hey, do this individually and we'll all talk about it together when we come back so we can see what are the differences? What are some areas that might be highlighted that could be a major friction point if you can't get on the same page or understanding of this particular topic of, I don't know, I've had people before that it makes it a major issue for someone to leave dishes in the sink versus putting them straight into the dishwasher. One person thinks it's like, okay, I'm fine with it. Like I'll, I'll, I'm going to put the dishes there and I'll get to them in, you know, a day or two or I'll, I'll put them there. And then, you know, later in the evening I'll get to it. Versus another person that's like, I want that sink to never have anything in it (laughs) unless I'm actively doing something there. Mm -hmm. It's the simple things. It's the Mm -hmm. simple daily things that people don't think about. Yeah. Do you separate your whites and darks with your laundry? (laughs) Do you wash it all together? (laughs) How do you set your toilet paper roll? How do you like the kitchen set up? Like, it sounds super silly and simple, but I think anybody who's been married understands, like, those are the things that cause arguments, Mm -hmm. the little tiny things. And then those little things build and build and build, and then you explode, and it becomes a big thing, and it becomes Mm -hmm. about that person's character rather than, like, this is how they were used to doing it growing up, and you just grew up different, Mm -hmm. differently, and you didn't talk about that. Yeah. And, you know, it's... It really, like, yeah, tackle the big things, but the little things are the ones that, like, nip at your heels all the time mm-hmm. and make you irritated. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Stay on that vein for just a minute. Where do you, how, how does that look in, in talking in a premarital way? How do you get to those little things? I, I think we do think big picture, big picture. We're going to stay pure. We're going to stay whole, um, all this stuff. But let's talk about the toothpaste squeezing it the right way. Uh, not, you know, putting the cap back on. No. How, how do you how do you start with those conversations? Because it sounds like an odd place to go to me. Like, do you put the dishes up <laughs> before we get married? I got to know if something real. It's burning my heart. <laughs> you have Allison credit. Yeah. <laughs> so, the life coach that actually trained us and certified us to be life coaches, she's amazing, and um, she's been 
she was a trauma therapist for a really long time. And then she decided to do life coaching after that, after doing that for a long time. And she's just counseled so many people from so many different walks of life. And, um, and through our conversations with her and talking about like, how do you, how does she like do premarital counseling? Like a lot of what we've learned about that has come from this place, but also from her. And she actually like emailed us this whole long okay. list of like questions like that. Okay. That she picked up through different sessions with people over years of counseling okay. that she was like, these are the little things <laughs> yeah. that are causing people to come to me for marital counseling. Wow. He doesn't put the dishes away. Well, he throws his, like, she does this weird thing and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't do it the way that I expect it to be done, but because they never had a conversation about it. All of a sudden, they're considering, do we get a divorce? And it's over these, you go to the root of it, and it's about the dishes, you know? (laughs) Or it's about how you do your laundry, or it's about Mm. how you brush your teeth. Like, silly, Mm. stupid Mm. things that people just weren't intentional to have conversations about. And, like... Realize it's really not that big of a deal. Or okay. like, how can I honor you in this? How can we compromise a little bit? <laughs> so you guys have those and lists that you we have, it's a, give to those coming a, to you? Yeah. In sections. Like we yeah. will give it to people in sections. Because it, it, I'm telling it's you, a, it's, it's a, a, it's a long list. list. Okay. Yeah. Seth and Miriam know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, each session we'll give them like, here's another chunk. It's not to be intimidating. It's not to be like... Some of them may not apply to you at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not apply to your lifestyle or your whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, just go through these just okay. to get your juices flowing. To together. Think, you're yeah, you don't have to have. Other. Yeah. You're talking okay. to, like, having the conversations together right. or even just getting yourself to think through, oh, how do I do these things? What does, you know, because we get in our own habits and routines and we don't think yeah. about how we do things. We just do them. Yeah. And we don't think about typically is this going to annoy the person I'm about to spend the rest of my life with? <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't typically sit and think through that. So it's just a list that, like, has those basic everyday things. And she even, like, broke it into categories. Like, I can't remember all the like, – Yeah, it's – What's your exercise? Like, Like is one person super into fitness and one person's like, I could care less. Like, that could be a friction. <laughs> you know, just all kinds of things. How do you – Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, know, I mean, anyway, there's just there, all kinds of things, and there and there are bigger things on there, like you know, stuff relating to money. Um, yeah, I mean, because money, money is a big uh, one. Yeah, uh, money, money is the leading cause. Fi- financial issues are the leading cause of divorce in the United States, and so that's obviously a big one to to tackle and and manage and get on the same page right off the bat. But it is just all of the little things mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the toothpaste. Do you put your laundry on the floor or in a basket? Do you separate them? Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, yeah, all of it. We're, and I mean, it's and not we, a quiz. It's just yeah, we've to taken it. And there's stuff yeah. that we add or stuff that we take away if we don't feel like yeah, it maybe to that yeah, person. maybe we don't need to include this with this particular couple. And then it's like we take stuff from because Larry and Susan had given us one that was kind of similar when we went through premarital Mm -hmm. counseling with them. So we've taken questions from that and we include that in what we do. So we're just pulling from all these different places as -hmm. well as pulling from just the friction points that whether it's stuff that we've experienced ourselves in our marriage or stuff that we have experienced with talking with other people Mm -hmm. and dealing with their marital things. You know, something that comes to mind is that, you know, when you're on a staff team or a team of employees, 
you know, a lot of resources are available right now um, to assess the giftings, the personality types, the styles Mm -hmm. on your team. You know, I mean, so many businesses, ministries, churches are doing it. Yeah. But really, premarital counseling is is really the opportunity to do that type of question and answer and and self-examination in a good way before Mm -hmm. (laughs) the rubber meets the road. And those little things are indicators of a deeper value system. For instance, like I'm, I really, really care about the environment I'm in. Like having it a certain way is is really, really high on my values list. Yes, fireplaces. But, <laughs> but if I'm in a mode, I'm going to step over the same thing 10 times before it becomes highest on my priority list. You know, mm. those little weird paradoxical seeming things. I so care about my environment, but I will step over the same thing a f- several times. And Seth would never, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but. I do it once. That's it. <laughs> what and, in the world is this here for? Yeah, and he'll say, what in the world? <laughs> you know, and he knows that I care about beauty. He knows that I care about creating a space not that tripping her, fosters her love, relationship, peace, you know, all those things. Um but forbearance is actually a, a term um, that we learned in, in Train to Rain. Um, mm. I know it's a biblical word, but I never read that version. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I love that word. You go into marriage expecting to have to have forbearance for your spouse, right. but that's reciprocated. Go into marriage knowing your spouse is actually going to have to have forbearance with you mm. as well. Long-suffering. Like, yeah. like handling the little things with grace and not focusing on them, you know, and not letting criticism breed judgment breed and the little things that then develops into contempt, mm. you know. Yeah. Was uh, swishing your mouth out with water to get the food out of your teeth <laughs> one of them? Because I re- I think it should it, be. It should, <laughs> it should, it should I have be. braces and she list. grills me. She's like, even if I'm quiet, I'm like... <laughs> he found he found my least favorite thing. I found uh, Lord is just putting Swishing his finger on it in your heart. She is not really working through it. I'm yeah. I've never been required she gives me this to, look I've to never have seen. forbearance like, like I am now. Gosh, you still love me. Eighteen years of marriage. Finally, like, forbearance. I, I understand. She cracked. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. but I mean, little things. Yeah, and and what you're talking about there is when it comes to, you know, personality typing, different, you know, testing. And and we've talked about that uh, on a couple previous episodes uh, as well. But, I mean, that is one of the things that we personally do with mm-hmm. every couple that we work with because we want for people to walk in as self-aware as they can, knowing these are the areas that can cause friction for our relationship, these are the areas that I need to constantly work on with the Lord. And these are the motivations behind why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because then when people get into the mode of feeling or doing, then they can, if there's friction being caused by something, they can take a step back and realize, okay, why am I doing this? Or why am I feeling this? Yeah. And they can begin to figure out what that is. I My feelings are at the bottom of everything. It's very rare that I, I'm not a big feeler. I don't have a lot of emotion that comes out all the time. And so, and for me personally, you know, and we've talked about this with other people too, is that like, for whatever reason, frustration or irritation, anger, whatever name you want to give it is the first thing that comes out. But more often than not, 
behind it is sadness or sorrow. Mm -hmm. And I have to figure out why am I agitated? Mm -hmm. It's because I'm sad. What am I sad about? It's because this thing didn't turn out the way that it happened or this situation is going on and it's, it's just really sad. Mm -hmm. And, but knowing that so that I'm able to manage that frustration or anger and it doesn't come out towards my wife is big or she catches it before I do where she's like, Hey, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Well, you just seem really snippy. Like, what's going on? And then it's like, I'm not. Snippy. I don't know. <laughs> give me, shut up. Like, give me a few. To, give me a few minutes to think about it. Yeah, that's good. AJ. And oh, that's then a good response. Go from there. And so, premarital counseling is really, it's just really key mm-hmm. because if you, um, I don't know. I think I've heard it this way before as well. If you spend your entire time planning every detail of a road trip and yet you don't take care of the vehicle that you're traveling on that road trip in, mm-hmm. it's going to be disastrous. Mm-hmm. You have dry rot tires. You put the wrong gas in your vehicle. You didn't change your oil. Your, your trip is not going to go well. Yeah. But if you take the time mm-hmm. to maintain the vehicle. It's good. Prior to the trip, it's going to be a much more smooth trip. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think for premarital counseling, to have, whether it's your pastor or whether it's a couple that you really trust or, you know, you go to a therapist, like whoever it is you go to, like to know that it's somebody that you can trust who's going to be really honest with you, who's going to ask you really pointed, important questions, who's going to help you think. Because I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways I have anyway from our personal experience with it, but then also helping other people um, with premarital counseling is like it just helps you think through things you didn't know you needed to think about. Yeah, And to have somebody who's going to do that well and – um, who will just be honest with you that like one thing, which I know other people say this too, but I know Larry and Susan always um, would say this during Train to Rain was like, you know, marriage magnifies <laughs> the areas that you're selfish, the areas that you, you know, any issues that you have uh, as an individual and as a couple, People think, well, once I get married, like it's all going to be great and it'll be fine. It'll work itself out. No, it amplifies and magnifies itself. Nope. And because you're you're together all the time and there's just something um, about the way mm-hmm. that God created marriage where that's part of the process. Mm-hmm. And I think too often people go into marriage n- having nobody told them that. Mm-hmm. And... I just think wow. that's another really mm-hmm. important yeah. part of premarital counseling is that whoever that counselor is or that couple or individual that's counseling them to just be really honest mm-hmm. and be like, hey, just so you know, mm-hmm. get ready because these things that we're walking through right yes. now in these sessions, yes. just know that like get a head start that's now right. because right. it's going to intensify and amplify and magnify mm-hmm. once you <laughs> say I do, mm-hmm. like – Almost from that moment on, like, it's it's going to wow. be more intense. And so, um, yeah, I just think having counselors who are just honest about mm-hmm. all those things mm-hmm. is really important. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think too that recognizing this just coming to me, but I feel like it's important that believers going into marriage, um, we often carry a hidden sense of entitlement, mm. especially if we've walked in purity or we've walked uprightly or we've done it all the right ways. We go in not knowing. Sometimes we carry this sense of entitlement that we're we're now entitled to the dream. We're now entitled mm. to a perfect existence. We're now entitled to be the superstar ministry couple. We're now entitled to sail through and be the exemplary married ones. Mm. You know, there's a lot of that hidden stuff in there where, you know, really um, we need to go into marriage expecting to to die to ourselves. <laughs> uh expecting the unexpected, but knowing that the Lord's in it with us, the Lord's in, in the trenches with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, you, if, you're, if one of you experiences something very catastrophic in the first year, you know, this. sometimes we have to have this um, these layers pulled back, like, oh, I felt entitled to live a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, but really we serve, really we go low, really the Lord is bigger you know, then mm. the Lord's ways are so much higher and we don't always get what we feel is the right reward for our righteousness or our perseverance or our chastity mm. or whatever. Um, Go off. But we have to lay that at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think the kids these days would say, sheesh, sheesh, <laughs> because that... That is. I say that hasn't been powerful. a thing forever. <laughs> I used to say that when I was a kid. I, I think the kids are saying that was swell. <laughs> <laughs> They're going back. Uh-huh. To the- yeah, no, that's that is so good, and yeah. you know, just recognizing, yeah, just recognizing that entitlement or you know that expectation of how you think that life is supposed to be, yeah, because you did things rightly, yeah, is uh, that's yeah. definitely something to be aware yeah. of. I mean, sure. look at Jesus; he did it rightly, and what did he get? He got flogged. He obeyed to the point of death on a cross, mm-hmm. you know, and we are his disciples. So we have to expect yeah. we're going to walk in the ways of Jesus and it's not going to look flashy and beautiful all the time, but there's so much eternal beauty in it and fruit. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's to, uh, as to wrap it up, it's like, um, you know, we, we go into marriage, I think, with a naivete, it's like the same way we 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 said a prayer once to receive Jesus. Mm. You know, we have a covenant with Jesus. There's a marriage covenant it's supposed to look like a bride and a groom. You know, Jesus coming back, but it's like we say a prayer and we're sold this. Like it's gonna be an easy now. Now everything's gonna go well. Your heart's gonna be happy. You're gonna. It's a. It's downhill. You receive Jesus. That's kind of what we think about with marriage. Oh, my love is so. It's so big. It's so new. It's so fresh. You complete me. And, you com- <laughs> and then you get your first fight, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, how am I married to this woman? <laughs> or how <laughs> is, is she married this? to who is this man? <laughs> yeah. Right?" But think about that. That's you know, in Revelation, return to your first love. And we've got this thing where we've got to stay. I think that was great. At least just stay low. Don't let. Don't make a big thing out of that little fight. But Talk about little things beforehand and invest in your marriage. If I were to sum this time up with you all, you know, a marriage, you know, is worth investing in. So get that premarital help from your pastor, from the Selbies. Selbies, what are your, (laughs) what is the link to, how do they find you guys? You guys do premarital coaching. So how, how can they find you all? 
Yeah, we do. You can find us at domainlifecoaching.com. Okay. And I had to, uh, my brain squirreled there for a second. I had to think about if it was .org or .com. It's definitely <laughs> .com. <laughs> but that's domainlifecoaching.com. Awesome. And, um, and also, because it's been invested so much into us, take the time. Come up here. Come yeah. to the inn. Yeah. For a train to rain, you can come here yeah. prior to marriage yes. and go through train to rain as an engaged couple, yes. and that is going to set mm-hmm. you on such a right track because they cover everything from the intimacy, your communication, to parenting. Yes. There are important things for you to walk through because it's not just about your marriage at this moment in time. What is included in that is there, there are often things that you have to walk through from your own past, from your own parents, from your own childhood. Mm-hmm. And that's some of what they walk through is that you realize the image that I've had of what it looks like to be in a marriage and be a parent. There is a different so way to do this. And that's something that the inn does very, very well. Mm-hmm. And so if you can, come up here. Take the time, 10 days, two weeks, whatever program you're looking at, come up here for a train terrain and be a part of that. And we're happy to supplement however we can. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. And the next train to rain here would be the the one in summer, and that's June 15th through June 24th. Uh, this summer, it's nine to 10 days here, but and then we have one in the fall too, November 5th through the 18th. So as AJ was yeah. saying, find some coaching, find some program to connect and, and just build on your marriage. It's worth investing in. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having y'all on. I, I pray. Thanks for being on today, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> My no, hosting. <laughs> yeah. They, thanks for having us. It's, it's, always, it's always an honor. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If it was a blessing or even just entertaining, it would mean so much to us for you to share it with someone you love to help us continue growing and sharing our vision with others. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more information about the Inn of Last Resort and our upcoming programs, you can find us on social media or check out our website at inoflastresort.org.